the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Hello and welcome to Excel Today. I trust that you've had a fruitful week. It's always a joy and a great delight to share fellowship with you in God's Word. Let's pray together before we get into the teaching today. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this moment of fellowship in your Word. Bring us transformation. Bring us instruction. Empower us. Equip us. But Lord, in all of this, let our lives be changed and transformed for the better. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you that there's grace upon me to teach your word. And there's grace upon every hearer or viewer to receive your word in a life-transforming way. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Well, our text is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. It said, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but one gets a prize. So run to win. So run to win. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but one gets a prize. So run to win. If you've watched any of our earlier episodes, I'm sure you understand that the series we are running with is run to win. Run to win. The Bible says, Wherefore, therefore, seeing that we are also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do it so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race set before us. That is the race we are talking about. So when we talk about running to win, we are talking about running and finishing the race set before you. Life is a race. Many of the things we engage in in life can be compared to a race. And we need to run and run to finish. Not just finish, but run to win the prize. And so in our earlier teaching, we began to establish the fact that if you are going to run to win, there are some core things we need to appreciate. We must first of all know who we are running with. Who you run with will determine whether you run to win or you run in vain. And then we also know, need to know what to run after. And then the laws that governs the race. If you are going to run the race, the Bible said, He that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. They do it lawfully we strive lawfully for the mastery so when we don't strive lawfully we may end up missing the reward we need to get that's why it's important that apart from knowing who to run with and what to run after we also need to know and understand the rules of engagement so we can run and run to win now we looked at who to run with we looked at run with god and we also said we should run with others and in running with others we touched on the priority of relationship how important is relationship we looked at the power of relationship today i want to touch on 
who do you relate with i'm not going to get into specific as individuals but i will share with you some basic qualities that will help you to be able to know who you need to connect with in order to make the most out of your life and then next week hopefully we would touch on the protocols that will enhance effective relationship how can you connect with others to get the best out of them where does it even begin from that's what we'll also be looking at so we are looking at who the people you must run with what kind of people you understand the priority of a relationship you understand the power of relationship we say relationship transforms us in a number of ways it brings transformation because it builds trust in us and demands trust in us relationship transforms us because it changes our thinking relationship also shapes our lives and transforms us because it brings transference of valuable lessons and virtues into our lives and then we said relationship teaches us many things these, these are the four ways we said that relationship help to change our lives or shape our lives for good today we're looking at who to relate with how are you going to connect with look at this proverbs 12 verse 26 he said the righteous should choose his friends carefully the righteous should choose his friends carefully the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked lays them astray the righteous should choose his friends carefully so the bible is simply telling you that who you decide to hang around with or who you decide to bond with should not be something that is forced on you it should be something that you have intentionally chosen friendship is a choice relationship is a choice and there are certain relationships that we are born with we didn't have a say so in it we were just born into it but there are other relationships we have a choice in and that has to do with friends so when we talk about connecting with people who are the people what are the qualities you should consider when you are looking for someone to connect with there are seven qualities we want to briefly look at in a true friend if you are looking for someone to be a true friend these are qualities you can watch out for number one is connectivity connectivity and you you can find that from first Samuel chapter 18 verse 1 after david had finished talking with saul he met jonathan the king's son there was an immediate bond between them for jonathan loved david i like the word there was immediate bond there was a connection the moment they met the bible said there was an immediate bond there was a strong bond there was a connection there was an affinity between the two of them the thing that connects us to our friends differ but by all means you want to be connected to people by the right things there was a bond the moment they met as soon as they met the bible said there was it just reminds me of when elizabeth the mother of john the baptist met mary the mother of jesus christ the bible says as soon as she greeted mary the baby in her womb leaped for joy there was a spiritual connection whatever connection it is it is critical our relationship our friends must be people who have they, who have who share the same values with us they are people they must be people we connect with on a different level altogether the bible says in um, amos chapter 3 verse 3 it says two cannot work together except they be agreed two cannot work together except they be agreed in the book of proverbs chapter 27 verse 19 he said as in water face answered to face so the heart of man to man so the heart of man to man 
so the heart of man to man. The Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Our relationships are also so divinely ordered. Such that our people, the moment we get to hear them, the moment we get exposed to them, there's a certain connection that takes place. Sometimes it's very difficult to explain, but you can just sense that this is a destiny relationship. We need to be alert. We need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God to be able to pick things like that. That's the first one. So there must be connectivity. The quality you look for. There must be connectivity. There must be somebody you can share a lot of things with. Share common values. Share similar interests. That is critical for friendship. Number two is there must be vulnerability. There must be vulnerability. A friend is someone you, you should be able to feel vulnerable before and then feel safe around them. Can you be vulnerable in the presence of such a person? Can you be vulnerable with such a person and still feel safe? All of us, we need a place where we can feel vulnerable and feel safe at the same time. There are not too many places like that. But when you consider one who is a true friend, you should be able to share your insecurities with, you should be able to share your fears with, you should be able to share certain things, deep things about your life you are not able to share with too many people and they should be able to hear you out and not judge you you need that kind of relationship look at what the bible tells us about david and his friend jonathan first samuel 18 3 to 4 the amplified classics version says then jonathan made a covenant with david because he loved him as his own life and jonathan followed this and jonathan stripped himself of the rope that was on him and gave it to david and his ammo even his sword, his bow, and his girdle. I mean, look at the, the degree of openness. He removed his garment. He became naked with, his, uh, with David. He gave him his garment. He gave him his weapons. He gave him his armor. Everything. He, he was simply saying, David, I am open. My life is before you. I am vulnerable. I am not holding back anything. That is a mark of true friendship. He gave up his weapons, that which he was using to cover himself, that which he used to cover his nakedness. He said, David, uh, I'm naked with you from henceforth. I'm not going to lie to you. Anybody can say whatever, but between me and you, you will always know the truth. Do you have someone you are that honest with? A lot of people work in self-deception. But if you want to deceive people, which is wrong in any way to do, you must have a friend with whom? You are that blunt. You are that honest. And such a friend can now rise up on the occasion of a challenge to defend you. Why? Because he knows that you are for real. Look at what Jesus told his friends. John 15, 15. He said, I no longer call you slaves because a master does not confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. A friend is someone you can tell him everything. Can you tell him everything? Can you tell her everything? Can you tell them about your failures? Can you tell them about your challenges? Can you tell them about your breakthroughs and have a sense that they are not jealous of you? Can you tell them about your challenges 
and and have a sense that they will not condemn you can you tell them about the elevations the promotions that are coming into your life and you can feel that they are genuinely celebrating and are happy with you that is a mark of true friendship so you need people who can you can be vulnerable with and they can also be vulnerable with you there are people the more you open up the more they close up that is a very bad sign number three is loyalty loyalty look at what the bible says in proverbs 17 17 he said a friend loves at all times that's loyalty loves at all times at all times all times are not good times but a friend is always loving a friend is always around a friend loves at all times he said a brother is born for adversity a brother is born for adversity a friend loves at all times that is a true friend when you are on the mountain top he's with you when you are in the valley low he's with you no matter what you are going through through the thick and the thin they are there you can always count on them they are ever reliable that is a mark of true friendship if you are looking for a friend look for a person who is loyal look for a person who is reliable a person you can count on you remember the prodigal son when he went out when he had a lot of money and a lot of uh, wealth he had a lot of people to celebrate with and to enjoy but the moment his money got finished there was no one around him pigs became his friends why because according to proverbs wealth makes many friends but nobody the poor man is hated of his own neighbor and so that's what happens the man was celebrated when he had a lot when he lost it everybody left him i pray that god will give you men who will stand with you in all times whether you have much or you have little may you have friends who will love you when you are strong they love you when you are weak they love you that's the kind of friendship that existed between david and jonathan at all times jonathan was lawyer at all times david was lawyer look at what the bible says in proverbs 25 verse 19 he said confidence is an, in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint that's very painful confidence in an unfaithful man confidence in an unfaithful man if you have a fair weather friend it's a very very dangerous thing let's look at first samuel chapter 20 verse 8 show me this loyalty as my sworn friend for we made a solemn pact before the lord or kill me yourself if i have sinned against your father but please don't betray me to him that is it when you meet a loyal friend a loyal friend is not a betrayer a loyal friend is a confidant a loyal friend is ever willing and ready to stand with you and support you no matter what the challenge is that is a mark of loyalty look at first samuel chapter 20 verse 24 to 34 so david hid himself in the field and when the new moon festival began the king sat to eat he sat at his usual place against the wall with jonathan sitting opposite him and abner beside him but david's place was empty Saul didn't say anything about it that day for he said to himself something must have made david ceremonially unclean but when David's place was empty again the next day, Saul asked Jonathan, Why hasn't the son of Jesse been here for the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan replied, David earnestly asked me if you could go to Bethlehem. He said, Please let me go, for we are having a family sacrifice. My brother demanded that I be there. 
so please let me get away to see my brothers that's why he's in here at the king's table Saul boiled with rage at Jonathan you stupid son of a whore he swore at him do you think I don't know that you want him to be king in your place saving yourself and your mother as long as that son of Jesse is alive you will never be king now go and get him so I can kill him wow why should he be put to death Jonathan asked his father what has he done then Saul halt his spear at Jonathan intending to kill him so at last Jonathan realized that his father was really determined to kill David Jonathan left the table in fierce anger and refused to eat on the second day of the festival for he was crushed by his father's shameful behavior toward David can you see that that's friendship when Saul was determined to kill David Jonathan stood in the place he will not betray his friend for him to be killed he will not abandon his friend this was a mark an unusual mark of loyalty this man literally abandoned his father for a friend that is intimacy that is loyalty that is strong you remember when David also became king as soon as he became king in 2nd Samuel chapter 9 verse 1 he said, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul whom I can show kindness because of my friend Jonathan? That's friendship. Jonathan stood with David when he needed a friend to stick by. And then when Jonathan was long dead and gone, David remembered his kindness and also showed loyalty and faithfulness. That's what friendship is for. Number four is honesty. Honesty. If you are looking for a friend, look for someone who can tell you the truth. You don't want someone who will just tell you what you want to hear. Or someone who will flatter you when you don't need flattery. You need someone who can tell you the truth. When you do well, they commend you. When you do wrong, they let you know that you are in the wrong. That is the kind of person you need as a friend. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 27 verse 6. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the cases of an enemy are deceitful. If you have a friend that, who is always singing your praises, he never, I'm not saying that he should intentionally look for something negative to say, but when you, you yourself, you, in fact, the spirit bears witness with your spirit that you have done wrong. And this friend is still saying that there's nothing wrong with what you did. You know you have a sickle fan for a friend. That's not a reliable friend. That's not a friend that can take you forward. You need a friend who can tell you the truth. When something is going on, he can tell you. When you are getting close to a lady that can lead you astray, he tells you, brother, check it. When you are lying, he tells you that learn to tell the truth. You are being economical with the truth. That is a friend. A friend should be bold in telling you the truth. A friend should be bold to let you know what you need to hear per time. Anybody can lie to you, but a true friend should not lie to you. That's very important. Number five is generosity. A true friend must be generous. Generous with their time. Generous with their resources. Generous with uh, they are, they are gifts. They should be generous with their wisdom, with their counsel, with their abilities, whatever. They need to be generous. You need a friend who can be there for you when you need someone to be there. Sometimes there are people who are friends and when we need them most, that is the time they are not available. A true friend is generous. 
they are ready to make sacrifices for you they go an extra mile for you that is the mark of a friend the bible tells us in the book of john 15 13 he said greater love and no man than this that a man will lay down his life for his friends that's what we saw between jonathan and his friend david jonathan literally laid down his throne for his friend to take over jonathan was the legitimate heir to the throne of israel he was an heir in waiting but when he realized that in god's wisdom david was supposed to be king he was ready to walk away from it he made an ultimate sacrifice so david could become king that is what you expect from a friend you want a friend who is loyal faithful and generous generous with their time generous with their wisdom generous with their resources the bible says in proverbs 19 6 many will entreat the favor of the prince and every man is a friend to him that giveth gift everyone is a friend to him of him that giveth gift so learn to be generous be generous with your friends number six is sensitivity a friend is sensitive a friend is sensitive he can look at your mood and and pick up signals that something is wrong a friend is very very sensitive they speak the right words at the right time they don't speak when you are hurting that's not the time they are playing look at what the bible says in proverbs of the 26 verse 18 to 19 just as damaging as a mad man shooting a deadly weapon is someone who lies to a friend and then says i was joking he's lying to you he's deceiving you and he says i'm joking that is very very serious you have to someone you don't joke you have to know when to joke and when to be serious the bible says to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under the sun ecclesiastes chapter 3 you must know when to be serious and you must know when to joke you are when you are a friend when your brother or your friend is hurting that's not the time to joke when your friend is deeply wounded that's not the time to laugh we need to be sensitive to the needs of our friends so when you are looking for a friend look at someone who is sensitive does he speak the right thing at the right time when you feel discouraged and you feel like giving up is he able to encourage you is he able to speak words of inspiration into your life that can cause you to bounce back again or he's a type will help you to go down in depression watch it sensitivity is a very important mark to look for and then finally the third the seventh key or quality you must look out for in the people you need to connect with is spirituality and spirituality i mean godliness you need someone if you are a christian you need someone who is godly the bible says that do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers proverbs chapter 12 verse 26 new living translation says the godly man give good advice to their friends the word is good advice the godly man give good advice the wicked lead them astray there is one practical case of an ungodly friend leading his friend astray in the book of second samuel 13 verse 1 to 5 and i'm talking about amnon amnon's friend jonadab after this absalom the son of david had a lovely sister whose name was tamar and amnon the son of david loved her amnon was so distressed over his sister tamar that he became sick for she was a virgin and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend. Take note. Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother. 
Now, Jonadab was a very crafty man. And he said to him, Why are you, the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Will you tell me? Amnon said, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to her, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me food and prepare the food in my side that I may see it and eat it. Now, look at it. This man is having very demonic lust, demonic thoughts, demonic desires. And his friend, instead of telling him, listen, Jonadab should have told Amnon, listen, the kind of feelings you are getting is, is wrong. If you, you, you have to cast these feelings out, it is simply not right for you to think about your sister this way. It's wrong for you to desire your sister in the way you are desiring. Cut it off and maybe taking him out for a walk or something. He actually gave him a plan to implement his evil agenda. Do, what kind of friends do you have around you? Are your friends spiritual? Are they godly? When you are intending to take a wrong step, are they able to give you godly advice? Are they able to give you wise counsel? Or they just lead you astray? The Bible said, my, my son, if sinners entice you, consent thou not. The Bible said, blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who gives you counsel will determine whether your life will go in the right direction or the wrong direction. This Amnon ended up dying prematurely because he, he had a friend who gave him the wrong counsel. You need godly spiritual people around you. So this year, be intentional. Everybody can be your acquaintance, but not everybody can be your close friend. If you are looking for a true friend, these seven qualities are critical. Connectivity, honesty, loyalty, liberality, vulnerability, and then generosity, sensitivity, spirituality. When these things are in place, I bet you most of the other things will be worth considering. So if you are looking for a friend this year, watch out for these qualities. And if you also want to be a good friend, develop these qualities. Like I've always said, these are not qualities you, you should just expect your friends to have. These are qualities you must also consciously develop in yourself so that others can find in you a good friend. I pray that this teaching has blessed your life and I look forward to having you join me same time next week as we continue on the protocol of relationships. The protocol of relationship. That's what I'll be looking at next week. The Lord bless you and do have a great week. Till I see you same time next week. Maximize the grace of God. You are blessed. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed.
Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.